All right, we are live, bro. How do you feel right now? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Let's tell the people what this is, actually. All right, so for those that are listening, my name is Nate. All right, my real name is Nathan, but uh, I go by Nate. And um, I've been wanting to make a podcast for a really long time. And Muhammad, a good friend of mine, was like, Nate, you have to make a podcast, man. All my friends will listen. And I heard that more than one time, and I decided it's time to make a podcast. But it's really not to make a podcast to you know, bring so many guests on, famous people on. It's really, I, I'm, I'm a trainer and a co-chair in New York, and I make a bunch of videos on YouTube. And I've been through a bunch of obstacles in my life where I had to become the greatest version of myself to survive. Absolutely. And what I wanted to do is I was like, you know what? I'll make a bunch of YouTube videos. I'll go to schools and talk about it. And each and every day I work with clients. I work probably like anywhere from 10 to 12 clients a day and probably 40 to 50 a week. And they, I get clients that have the same problems as me or had the same problems as me. And I guide them through how to get through it because I had to get through, get through those problems to make it where I am today. So um, I try to make a bunch of YouTube videos and things of that nature. Um, but I think a podcast would be uh, a better start with getting out this information more um, and bringing people on who have succeeded with the things that I applied or we applied to their program, to the lifestyle, and to their habits every day, and we get the results. Right. And uh, that's actually one of the reasons why I came to you uh, and asked you to make, a po- to make a podcast. And it's because you're so very relatable and you're also successful in what you do. Uh, like you said, you're a trainer and it doesn't just end there. Uh, you're a life coach, essentially. And uh, one of the questions I wanted to ask you, just so the people could really understand who oh, we're going to get right to. into this right now. Yeah, you know, I <laughs> yeah, feel let's like, keep it raw. Let's yeah, keep it I raw. feel like we should keep it raw. You know, <laughs> one of the questions I want to, wanted to ask you is, uh, why do you think people should listen to you? What makes you who you are? And you said you made YouTube videos before. Why did you make YouTube videos? Why did you want to connect to people who weren't necessarily in your life, but in a broader sense? Oh, that's a great question. Well. You know, usually people in life are inspired by people that have done some things that are inspiring to them, right? Some great things. Um, I think people should listen to me um, because of the the results I get people. And I don't do it for the fame. I don't do it for the money. I do it from the heart. And when I'm giving, when I'm going to give out in these podcasts, when I'm going to give out, when I've been giving out in my videos, it's really like valuable information that people pay thousands of dollars for, right. man. And most people are misguided. Um, so I think people should listen to me because I've really been through it all. I've been homeless. I've been obese. I grew up with learning disabilities. I learned up. I grew up being bullied. I grew up being abused from my mother, from my older brother, my older sister. Um, you know, and I grew up not knowing. I'm wearing the same clothes every day, right. and really just trying to make it out of that situation. Every day was like survival mode for me, right. and. Um, and I had to find a way to survive, man. And I always entertain the positive aspects. And I find the silver lining in each negative thing that came my way. You know, every time something negative came my way, I found the silver lining of opportunity. Right. And um, my goal is just to bring people back into being a whole person from the heart and getting them to attack these problems from a different perspective and getting, getting them to understand why it's a problem. See, most of us go through problems. We don't know why it's a problem. We just think it's a problem. We got to deal with it. If it's a shoulder problem, we take medication. If it's, um, you know, a weight problem, we try to take weight loss pills. Or even personal problems. Even personal problems. Exactly, man. Exactly. So, um, and then I started to make the YouTube videos because as I was becoming 
a Division One athlete in college, and I played for the best basketball program in high school, I started to notice, man, that when I pulled people to the side and I spoke my heart to them and I saw them going through something and I told them my story and my problems and what I'm doing about it, you'll be surprised, man. I had more motivation to do that while being an athlete than actually scoring a touchdown or getting, you know, a three-pointer uh, field goal made. And, you know, those things were important to me. I saw if I became a better athlete, people listened to me because I was somebody. Right. And I took that you know, in, as an advantage, man. And I was like, oh, if you, you know, if I score three touchdowns or two touchdowns and I go talk to this kid in the park, he's going to listen to me over the kid smoking cigarettes with a beer in his hand. So the platform broadens the more, quote unquote, established you become, which is one of the reasons why Strives You become so successful in what you do. So you could actually do your life's mission and that's connect to people and have somebody to not look up to you per se, but have somebody chase their dreams, essentially. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And just to give hope, man, and give faith. You got me? Like, there's nothing that... If another human being did something on this earth, you can do it too. Right. You know? Right. And sometimes it's easy to hear a success story out of somebody who has made it already or who has, um, pro you know, no offense, been given great opportunities their whole life. Right, right. But when you're making it from the bottom, man, you have a struggle, somebody can relate, you know? Right. And, you know, I think me working and having a gym here in Westchester, New York, I got the other perspective. You know, I got the... I got. I trained people who are wealthy that have serious problems, and the problems they had are the no, problems that no, I have. No different than us, exactly. right? No different than us. Exactly. So when I saw I was able to help them, it boosted my confidence. Like Nate, you got to go out there and make more videos. You got to get this message out. You got to go help more people. Right. You know, a lot of people don't know why their back hurts. A lot of people don't know why they got pimples. A lot of people think ADD, ADHD, um, autoimmune disease, all these things are are permanent and um, genetics, right. you know, which they can be, but they don't know that they can fix these things. And when and I'm not just with, not just a short term fix, a long term, a long term right. fix, and they right. don't know how it happened. They don't know how you know where it came from. You know, I hear that all the time. I just woke up yesterday and I wasn't feeling well. I went to the doctor and I got this. I did that, or I gained thirty pounds mm. after just this and that. I don't know what's going on, Nate. And I know exactly what's going on. And my goal is, anytime someone comes to see me, you're not buying something from me or from my gym. You're investing in yourself. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. my goal is to make sure each and every client is no longer a client six to 12 months from now. Right. You know? and, and that's very telling per se due to, well, your line of profession. To be blunt, it's the, the goal is to have people keep, and keep on coming back to you. And uh, you actually touched upon something. You said you do not only help people with their physical aspects, whether they're, they have a bum knee or they have a bad back, but you kind of take it a step further in terms of helping them out uh, personally. You've told me off the mic that lots of people see you as a confidant and they tell you uh, great personal issues. Now, one thing uh, I'm glad that you did, you told the people why you want to create a podcast, yeah. which is really important. What's your goal, and you touched upon that a little bit, of this podcast? What are you going to talk about? What are you going to reach to the people? And why should they tune in bi-weekly? Why should they tune in every week, so on and so forth? That's a great question. And Muhammad, this is the reason why I wanted to do this with you, because you're so, <laughs> so well-spoken, man. And, um, and I wanted this to be like a conversation. So that's one of the goals with this podcast. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to come on here and just start you know, just talking. I want to have a genuine conversation. Um, the reason why I want to do this podcast and the goal of this podcast is I am seeing this way too much. I'm repeating myself every day, man. Mm. I get phone calls from people all over the world to work with. 
I get uh, referrals that come to my gym at least once a week. Mm-hmm. And these are only talking about clients, clients not, not necessarily. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, yeah, this isn't yeah. all the stuff that I'm getting. All the replies I'm getting on Instagram, Instagram and YouTube. Right. And um, what I've noticed is, man, I was like, yo, I have to get this message out there because I can save not only a lot of money for people, but I can save a lot of time in lives. Right. And um, I start to see things repetitively. So when I first got into this, um, I wanted to get be a coach. Um, I had two things I wanted to be, either a counselor or a therapist right. or a coach. Um, the reason why I picked a coach is because what I start to notice is, when I hung out with the athletes, everybody was too tough to talk, mm. okay? When I hung out with, you know, like my uncles, they were too tough to talk. But I started noticing anytime we got the body moving, we started to work out, we started to play ball, something like that, they started to express themselves. Mm-hmm. And I started to figure out that the, when you express the body, you express the muscular system, you start following down the kinetic chain of the energy path of, you know, verbally Um, you know, start talking and expressing yourself what's inside, Right. you know? So you start seeing people start talking. And when I had to pick the degree, I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I want to know, I want to study movement science. And they told me I shouldn't do it. It was really challenging. I did it anyway. And I stuck through it. It was very tough, but I wanted to know how the body worked in one. And then when I started to notice Muhammad is that when I, when I was going to school and I was studying and stuff, I had shoulder problems, back problems, weight problems, and all the things I read in the textbooks that I was learning wasn't fixing my problems. I was preaching it. I was an mm-hmm. expert, but I wasn't a master mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, I'm missing something. Right. And um, I, went, I went through back pain my entire life. I was actually uh, diagnosed at 16 with rheumatoid arthritis. Right. So I want to know why. I want to know why I was fat. I want to know why I had ADD. I want to know why I had weight problems. Right. I want to know... And, you know, you, you get doctors that tell you it's genetics or it's it's what happens when you this happens and you play sports. Or right? they alleviate the symptoms but don't necessarily look at the root cause or the root problem. There you go. Right. So I was, since a kid, I was always obsessed with why. And um, I always wanted to know the answer. And I was, you know, blown away by how nature works, on how life works, how karma works, how people act and people's behavior um, patterns and so I wanted to know what was going on with myself when I started to do is I started to test things on myself and I started to learn that it's when someone comes to you and they got a right shoulder problem don't think it's only a shoulder problem it can be a thousand different things Mm -hmm. so when I graduated college I decided to go into holistic lifestyle coaching at the Czech Institute and I learned so much Mm -hmm. I learned that the reason why I was suffering with back pain and rheumatoid arthritis and autoimmune disease is because I was eating something I couldn't break down in my gut. Right. Since I couldn't break it down in my gut, it was leaking through my gut walls and getting into my bloodstream and giving me histamine effects. I was getting an allergic reaction and puffy eyes. And this was on top of, you You were a D1 athlete, so this was on top yeah. of having that to you as your resources to figure out what was wrong with you. You had to go out and find that out yourself. Myself, man. I'll get out of it. So I was up, um, you know, we had practice from 5 to 8 in the morning, then classes from 9 to 3, practice again from 3 to 6, then meetings from 7 to 8, dinner at 9, study hall from 9 to 11. Right. And that was every day, man. Right. And I, in, in between, I was studying these things, man. I was figuring out what was going on with my weight. I noticed that I was having all these weight problems because I had hormonal imbalances. Mm-hmm. You see, they didn't tell me that. They mm-hmm. told me it was all about calories, mm-hmm. right? So... When I come into the real world and I started to work and start to be confident in myself and people thought that I was crazy for saying half of the things I was saying, when I started to pull results off, 
people start to come. Right. And the reason why I want to make a podcast is because I see problems every day that people are unaware of. Right. And since they're unaware of it, my goal is to bring awareness to people that are listening to this podcast. So my goal with this podcast is to bring up topics and talk about topics that I know most likely most people are dealing with because I see it every day in my gym. And we know that when you speak of uh, people coming in your gym, we're not just speaking of, like we said, physical problems or mental problems, but when we we bring up topics, we're going to be ranging from things of relationship problems, lack of energy, what to do when you wake up in the morning feeling groggy, so on and so forth. We're going to be attacking a slew of problems that people necessarily deal with. It's not just going to be problems, just how to deal with situations that come your way and so on and so forth. You brought up up one very interesting point, and this is actually something that you brought up to me when I first uh, came to you, and was the fact that Lots of people treat the mental mind and uh, the physical being independently. They, they, they think that if they, they work out well, you know what I mean, they, they'll be fine mentally. Uh, if they, they work out well, that's, that's one facet. And mentally, if they work, if they work on their mental health, uh, however they would do so, that'll be fine. But you actually came to figure out that those two were interdependent. You found yeah, that, man. like, you, I know you went, you went through something in college that you, uh, you briefly spoke about, how that if one was lacking, the other one had to compromise. And with that compromise was a great drainage of energy. So if you could talk about that a little bit, I feel like the people Absolutely. So, yeah, that's, that's a great topic to pick up. And for those that are listening, um, you know, we decided to go in this podcast raw you know we have outlines and stuff that we want to go over but i want i want this to be i want to be authentic on this guys i'm not going to sit here and be script i'm going to give you me and the reason why i call this podcast be great with nate is because each and every day i really wake up and i strive to be a greater version of myself right and each and every person that comes around me is going to be a greater version of themselves i do not allow someone to come around me not trying to be great it just doesn't happen. And I don't force them. I inspire them. Mm-hmm. I teach them. I don't want you to be great because I'm here. I want you to be great because I'm going to show you how great you are. Right. You understand? So that, I just want to get that off my chest. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Um, the, the, what happens is people like to disconnect symptoms. And like, so if someone has an arm problem, they just think it's their arm. Mm-hmm. But the body's amazing, bro. Mm-hmm. And the mind is amazing. And you can create problems in your arm. If You can really create a problem in your arm if you really think you have a problem in your arm. But for the most part, for me, for an example, when I was in college, I mean, 16, I was um, diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. And then I hurt my L4, L5. That's the lower back. One of my spinal um, discs came out. It hit my nerve, and really? I was in pain. Yeah, I was in pain. I was 16 years old, fighting for a scholarship for right. college, right? And what I noticed is I did everything under the earth, and I isolated. Like, your your butt muscles are weak, and your core is weak. And I was like, oh, okay, fine. I'll fix that. And I fixed it every day. Fixed mm-hmm. it every day. It was like, you have to ice your back. I iced my back. Didn't work. None of these things worked. When I was 19 years old, I came on YouTube one time, and I was looking at back pain, and a guy, my idol in... When I was a kid, growing up, the guy that I aspired to be was named Elliot Hulse. He puts up a video saying, the reason why your back is effed up. Right. Just randomly. Like, randomly, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I'm going to watch this universe video. Universe speaking to you at that point. Exactly. So I went on this video, and he said, the reason why your back's messed up is because you have inflammation in your gut. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? And then he breaks it down perfectly. He says, 
we we have to understand that the organ shares organs do not have its own nerves right. organ shares the uh nerves with the muscle nearest to it so if you have a heart attack your heart is on the left side of your chest mm. your left chest will tighten up your left shoulder will go numb and your jaw will lock because the neurotic loop goes from your jaw to your shoulder to your chest through your heart and comes back to your chin right. see i didn't know that no yeah i didn't learn that in general college. public doesn't listen so i he's like whoa what is causing inflammation in my gut and from there it was history I went to go study what he studied. I went to study under him, then study under his mentor. And I started to spend my own money on these things. So besides going to party, besides in college and getting new Jordans, I spent it on education on top of the education I was taking in college, which was on a scholarship. But I was taking money I barely had to learn, right. buying books and investing. Right. You can, and one of my teammates in college probably come on here one day. They'll make a joke on it. If you came into my room, Muhammad, mm -hmm. I... My my room was filled of pills and right. books. Right. And you thought that a scientist lived there. <laughs> and you know what? A scientist did live in there. Um, so I learned that, whoa, at this whole time, Muhammad, I did three years of physical therapy, no 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 improvements. And I take gluten out of my diet and find right. out that gluten was causing serious inflammation in my gut. Yeah, I'll eat gluten cereal and I'll start passing gas and thinking like it's normal mm -hmm. and being bloated. I thought that was normal. As soon as you eat something that causes inflammation in your, your gut, like bloating, gas, etc., you turn off the belly muscles. Because right. the belly muscles, like the core, the abdominals, the obliques, the um, transverse abdominis, they all connect to the same nerves as your intestines. Right. So if your intestines are inflamed, boom, your core's turned off. So my lower back had to do all the work. And the lower back got so tight, it was making my spine out of you know shape and pushing my spinal cord one way, which pushed the disc out of place, which almost made me handicapped. Right. So, look so they all connect. So I, that's how, I'm sorry, that's how they all connect. Right, right, right. So when I learned that, when I come here and I'm working with clients, I can look at them as soon as they walk up, bro. I know how they think. I know what what pain they're going through, and I know what happened in their childhood right. all in one shot. Right, right. And that's actually not uh, make-believe if you actually go on Nate's Instagram. He, <laughs> he's, done, he's done that before uh, to me, <laughs> the, not to give a shot or anything, but absolutely. And even taking it a step further, right? And you said the body is one. Yes. So, what about the mental aspect of it as well? Mm, the way time. The way you think, the way... You motivate yourself. The dream aspect that you're so so fixated on, yes, to the point where you have a company called DreamFit. Yes, my dream. I started a company um, called DreamFit, and I was actually going to name this podcast DreamFit, but I decided not to because I wanted this to be about the people listening, not right. about DreamFit. Right. Um, and um, yeah, I started a company. And here's the crazy thing, man. When I start to see people come up here, Muhammad, I will give them the best talks in the world, mm -hmm. bro, and I will try to motivate them. And sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. And I, I sat myself down one day and I went home and I sat down and my, you know, Re, which is my girlfriend, she's like, you know, babe, you know, you got to let things go. You got to relax. And I'm like, yo, babe, this person didn't succeed. And I want to I know what I did wrong, man. Like, what am I not doing right? So I took out a piece of paper and I wrote down. And I, I wrote down the people that succeeded and then the people that didn't succeed. And I did the same thing besides one thing, Muhammad. I remember when I first, anytime I meet somebody, I ask them, what is your dream? Right. The people that gave me their dream, 
are the ones that succeeded. The people that didn't give me their dream are the ones that didn't succeed. And then I learned that people only succeed and change when they have something strong enough that they love that that they're willing to change for. Right. And that's a dream, right? You want to be a better mom. You want to be a better athlete. And I work with anywhere from six years old to 65 right. years old. That's my clients. My clients are all over the place. Mm-hmm. And so when I learned the mental aspect of it, oh, this person doesn't believe in themselves because they don't have a dream. They don't have anything they're willing to fight for. But then you want to know why they don't have a dream. And Muhammad, most of the time you learn that people don't have dreams it's because usually someone in their family or someone close to them told them what they couldn't be. Mm. And then now I have a lot of work to do, Muhammad, mm-hmm. because now I got to reinforce and re establish their childhood memories and get them thinking about it again, which sometimes isn't the best thing, but a lot of things start unfolding and then they're conscious on why they are the way they are. So if you have really bad neck pain and you know the back of your neck hurts and your neck is sticking forward, you're someone who thinks about a lot of things. Right. And and your shoulders round forward, you're someone who has confidence issues. Even if you don't think you do, you do. Because the body's energy system um, the subconscious mind shows itself within the body. Right. So you never see someone walking around confident with a, with, with them leaning forward, their chest rounding forward, and their head down walking mm-hmm. through New York City. Mm-hmm. You don't see that. Confident people walk straight, bro. Mm-hmm. Why? Because that's how their mind works. So the mind manifests itself into the body. So you'll see a lot of muscle imbalances because of the mind. You see a lot of eating disorders because of the mind. You see a lot of anxiety and depression because of the mind. Depression is when you depress your energy within. So what I try to do is get them to express, right. to make expression. Right. You get me? So sitting people down, talking to them one-on-one, is some, it doesn't work for me. I don't believe, I think it works for people, but I like to make someone move, express their energy, and then we start talking. Absolutely. So I can get anyone from a mental aspect that, and it's a game. It's right. like tic-tac-toe. It's like chess. Mm-hmm. And you got to be sharp because if you guess wrong, if I guess something wrong about someone's childhood, they lose confidence that I know that I can help them. Again, that kind of confidence that why should I listen to you in the first place? Exactly. Right. Exactly. And it's kind of, it's, it's, it's a funny situation to be in because uh, it's as if you do 100 things right, you do one thing wrong, you start back from square one. And just to continue the stream of consciousness we're having... Uh, and this conversation we're having, like we said, we're keeping it raw. You mentioned something that's very important that I feel like that a lot of people deal with. I know uh, personally a lot of my friends deal with it, and that's when they hear criticism from somebody uh, in their realm of world. And what I mean by that is like in their circle. Uh, we're, we're typically used to seeing negativity on social media. We're typically used to seeing negativity from our teacher. You, you won't amount to be this or that, so on and so forth. But when that criticism comes from say your family or your close uh, group of peers, we typically bottle that in and then that, that, that does leave a lasting effect that you said that you have to deal with with, yeah. uh, with, uh, with, with your clientele and with yourself sometimes. So what advice would you give to somebody saying that they have to necessarily attack being told something negative from somebody they expect nothing but positive things from? That's a great question. Um, so the first thing that I do, Muhammad, with that is, um, for one, I never speak on anything and I can never help somebody unless I've been through it before. Right. Okay. So I speak only from experience and 
anytime I go through painful events, I really look forward to those painful events because I'm like, uh, if I, you know, when I get through this, I'm going to help somebody that has the same problem. And it's always that, it's always that belief that you will get through this. Oh, all the time. Right. All the time. Because the man that thinks he can and the man that thinks he can't are both usually right. Right. Mm. Right. Okay. You got me? So if you ever do something like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. You ain't doing it. Mm. Right, um, we'll get on to that another day. But <laughs> <laughs> so here's what I do, Muhammad. The first thing that I do that makes me very different is that I, the last thing I do is like I'm not a drill sergeant. I'm very laid back. I'm very not laid back as a person. I'm very exciting. I love life. I have a lot of enthusiasm. But when I get problems like that, I try to make them have awareness of what's going on rather than be so defending towards the situation. Right. So I get that. All the time. All the time, mommy. Here's what I do. You gotta really you really gotta get them to understand why their family is judging them in the first place. Mm-hmm. Why do you, why 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 does someone's family judge them on making a decision and not support them? Right. Because it's not within that belief system. Mm-hmm. Boom. Right? Right. So I had a kid in here coming here, and this kid wanted to be uh, he wanted to go to a certain college. And the college he wanted to go to, his parents thought, it's not a good move. They're not supporting him. They, they, they're they like, if you go there, we're not even paying your tuition. Right. You're not going there. And immediately, I wanted to know why. Like, what was in that belief system that caused them to say, like, they don't want him to go there? Right. So I sat him down one day and I said, listen, man, there's two things you have to do in life when it comes up to your family. Right? Number one, you have to succeed at things that they failed at. You have to overcome what your parents didn't achieve in this world. Right. You're responsible for that. Right. Anybody that listens to that, they'll really think about it. Anything your parents didn't achieve is your responsibility to fix. And some. Big That's time. Typically, yeah. Big right. time. All right. That's number one. Number two, you have to be aware that there's going to be a time on your hero's journey that you have to break away from your family. You have to break away from your beliefs. You have to break away and show them new beliefs, new possibilities. Right. Okay. And I always like to use myself as an example. Mm-hmm. Okay, when I was when I turned eighteen years old, my dad did not want me to have a tattoo. Right. And I said, Dad, I want a tattoo. Right. He said, I don't want you to have a tattoo. And <clears throat> it hurt my feelings because the last thing I wanted to do was get a tattoo, and my dad didn't support me. And I was mm-hmm. just like, I looked up to my dad. My dad was someone who I respected, and I really wanted a tattoo. I didn't want it for cool to be cool. I wanted it because I wanted the tattoo. And right. what I did is, I went to go get that tattoo. When I got that tattoo, my dad was upset at me. And you can he can tell he's acting different towards me a little bit. Right. But then I told my dad, Dad, listen, I got this tattoo because it's art. It's my story. It's the way I'm gonna put my life on my body, right. what I've been through. And when I told my dad the reason why I got it, still didn't really understand. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Months later, as I was getting more tattoos, he FaceTimes me one day. He's like, Nate, my boy Charlie's here. I'm like, okay. He's like, Go on FaceTime real quick. Show me tattoos. <laughs> and what happened was my dad, he started to get it with time. He started to understand that, yo, listen, what I did in 1980s ain't what they're doing in 2020. Right. Some parents don't know how to adapt to the new lifestyle, to the right. new generation, right. to the new things in life, mm-hmm. to new ideas, to new beliefs, until you you get up and you show them what's you give possible. Them a reason to believe you give them a reason. Right. You give them an example. Right. And that's what I did with my dad. 
So I got my ears pierced. I got tattoos. I went to school. People wanted me uh, to go to, for engineering. I ain't going for engineering. Right. When I graduated college, my family, the biggest heartbreak I ever had with not believing in myself. When I went to college, it's a true story. I came home from college on my graduation. My brother passed me. He, my brother told me to be a, an academy bus driver. Mm -hmm. He said they make a lot of money. My grandfather wanted me to be an Uber driver. Mm -hmm. Now, my grandfather got into Uber. He thought it was like the coolest thing right. in the world. Quickest <laughs> <laughs> way to make a lot of money, right? Exactly. My sister was trying to look out for me and saying, look, why don't you come work at Home Depot? They're going to pay you $12 an hour. And my dad had an application in his hand. This right. is a true story, yo. Right. And my and this dad, is day of graduation. This is day of graduation. Right. It was raining. It was after I graduated. My car broke down. I couldn't drive home. Mm -hmm. We put my car in a tow truck. I couldn't go to dinner. Nothing. Mm. My graduation was on a tow truck. Right. Okay? After I graduated. We went to my dad's house, and everybody's waiting, having suggestions for me, bro. This is a true story. Yeah. I'm getting and you're just trying right to enjoy... Now. And graduating. And, and not, not only that, it was the fact that people were more concerned on what was going to happen in my life or how I was going to make money than actually thinking that I, I was strong enough to make things happen. For yourself. Exactly. Right. So I get there. My dad gives me an application to be a gym teacher mm -hmm. in Newark, New Jersey. Mm. I'm like, Dad, I'm not being a gym teacher. He's like, I think you should do it. You know, it's safe or whatever. I'm like, Dad. So everybody looked at me and said, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to sell my car. I'm going to buy a laptop. I'm going to make YouTube videos. And I'm going to work and coach people and be an entrepreneur. I could just see all the parents th turning off this podcast right now from hearing that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Big time. And you know what hurt my feelings the most is that I didn't get any, any encouragement. Right. And it almost broke my heart because after everything I've been through as a child already, of succeeding out of nothing, continuously succeeding out of nothing. I didn't get like, yeah, you you you've been through a lot. You can get through this. Right. I didn't get that. I sold my car. I went to Best Buy, brought a laptop, and I worked for the next year for YouTube for free. Made videos about how to lose weight, how to be motivated. Uploaded it, and I told people, I'll come to you for free and train you. Mm. And some people took advantage of it. I went from upper. Um, Uptown New York City, Dykeman, right. Washington Heights. I got on trains with seven kettlebells in a book bag that was tearing apart. And right. I went to parks and trained people for free. Right. And um, I got my experience like that. And from there, And this is getting your experience off. all the while helping people out. I was, yeah, I was doing everything for free, man. Mm -hmm. Everything for free. And now, this is a true story, man. Now, a couple years later, I'm still making videos. I'm still grinding. I'm still having a dream. I'm helping everybody else, you know, get focused on their dream, accomplish their dream. And I go now and I go get my dad and my dad tells me all of his friends, when they get together, watch all my videos. Right. And that feels good, you know, because I could have gave up. And you, and you, any of us can give up when we really want something, you know right, what I'm saying? Right, But when you push and you push and you push and you got that belief in yourself and you got that dream... That's what's worth living for, man. And it's not even just that that initial push that you mentioned, but it's that push on day three twenty four. Yeah, man. When there is a low, and say your laptop broke where you sold your car to get, and now you have to scramble to do something else just to continue your dream. And just going on again with this theme of this podcast, 
we just want the people to really understand who you are and where you're coming from. You mentioned something in your last answer, and that was the hero's journey. And if people are familiar with the hero's journey, it's from Joseph Campbell. And he details it in such a way, and it's almost eerily true about any single uh, TV show we watch or any single uh, story we watch, whether it be, for example, The Lion's King or people who watch Dragon Ball Z. That hero journey is not only evident there, but in our lives as well. Like you said, you were in that part of your hero's journey. Could you explain to us what the hero's journey is and how... Where do you find yourself in the hero's journey right now at this moment? Wow, that's a really, 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 really good question. So the hero's journey is... So Joseph Campbell, um, I believe he was a psychologist, if I'm not mistaken. He came up with... He, he noticed that each and every person in this world is a hero. And if you watch a movie, each person, each hero goes through a hero's journey. Mm -hmm. So usually the hero starts off in their home where they're comfortable and everything's going great. And then there's a call to action. Okay. Right. And with that call to action, the hero has to make a decision to take the call to action. The hero ignores the call to action. The call to action comes with more pain and it gets louder. Mm. Okay. And then eventually if the person keeps ignoring the call to action, the call to action passes them. That's time. And then they're stagnant. With the, exactly. Yeah. If the person does take the call to action, what happens is they have to leave their home. right? The hero has to leave their home. You think about Simba from Lion King. Right. He had to leave his home on his hero's journey. So each hero, each main character of a movie has to get uncomfortable and leave their home where they're familiar with. Exactly. And home being... Whether it literally could be home or yeah. it could be a... Or a, working in a different city, yeah. going to school in a different town. Exactly. Figure yeah. speech of saying, leaving the parameters that you're raised in, the comfortability of where you're at. Exactly. Right. And when you leave home, I'm not going to get so detailed with that. I'm just going to give the short run of it. Mm -hmm. um, what you'll notice is that the hero's journey brings you through to building yourself to fight off, your, fight off the bad guys. Right. And the bad guys happen to be... Um, your fears in life but in a movie it's like bad guys you know right. the bad superhero right the bad guy and um, and usually you get defeated by your, your, the bad guy the first time and then you go back and then you go deeper within your journey of learning on why you failed and then you meet a mentor and that mentor helps you get through to beat the bad guy then you beat the bad guy then you succeed after you succeed you usually return home and you tell the story. Absolutely. You always return home. Mm -hmm. So that is the fastest way to tell the hero's journey. Um, but it's very, it's so much more yeah, complex much than more, that. Yeah, right. Much more intrinsic than that. And even, like you said too, when you return home and tell that story, what Joseph Campbell uh, later stated too was the fact that you pay it forward. Like in every single thing that we see, the hero's journey always has that hero paying it forward. Like you, you mentioned Simba and Lion King. Simba's father was paying it forward to Simba, and then he had to watch his father tragically pass away. And then after that, they pay it forward, pay it forward. We always bring up Simba, we always bring up Lion King, because it's one of those uh, culture staples that we're all familiar with. But just tying it back to real life, we see oftentimes people don't necessarily pay it forward. Uh, somebody makes millions, or somebody is successful in their field, however you want to quantify success, and then they leave it at that, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel essentially that... That pay pay it forward aspect is much more important, or if not the most important part of the hero's journey, because it's essentially continuing, uh, continuing the hero's journey for the generations to come after. One hundred percent, right? You become that mentor, mm -hmm. right? So remember, you meet that mentor, and that mentor gets you through, 
and helps you beat the bad guys, helps you beat your fear, right. helps you over, helps you accomplish the things that you weren't accomplishing before. Now you become that mentor for somebody else, right? Right. right. So yeah, it's very important. Right, and it's and uh, one thing about mentors and mentees is we often lots of people don't necessarily have one, mm-hmm. and and that's uh, for many reasons. One because they don't seek one, mm-hmm. or one because they think they're good with the peers that they're with at, uh, at their age or so on and so forth. But how how would you describe the importance of having a mentor and being mentors for others? I see uh, with your clients as well and with me. So the how do you find a mentor is by first you need to know what you want in life. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do? And you have to have the heart to actually admit to yourself and to when people ask you, don't be scared. You know, how about if LeBron was scared to say that he wanted to be a basketball player? Right. Or Jay-Z was scared to say he wanted to rap. Everybody starts from the bottom, brother. So find find something that you really want to do and find somebody who accomplished it already. Right. And who wears it and walks like it and talks like it. Right. See, most of the time we have to pay for our mentors. And some people are not willing to pay for a mentor. I pay for my mentor, mm-hmm. right? Um, in my institute, my holistic institute that I'm a part of, I got a part of it because I'm like, yo, this guy knows everything that I've been through, how to get through it. He's mentoring me. So I pay for that. Mm-hmm. So you find you can find a mentor by using your phone. You can find a mentor. You, you can fill it out. You can find people who are doing things that you really want to do. Look at their resume. And usually you find a mentor you can really relate to. Right. The importance of finding a mentor is, is actually very important because it's someone who believes in you. They see themselves in you. So remember, if you're looking for somebody that you aspire to be like and they believe in you, bro, that's like magic. You know, that's like magic. When I, I remember I played football, first year playing football, never played football a day in my life. Right. And they brought a guy over named Kareem. And Kareem was a beast, man. He had scholarships coming through. And I wanted to be like him, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wanted to be like him. I wanted to be like this guy. And I worked my butt off. I did everything he did. I listened to him. He coached me, man. He played the same position as me. He really helped me get through hard times. He knew what I was going through at home. And you know what, man? There was one day when he said, Nate, you 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 play tight end better than I do. Bro, that meant the world to me, right, man. Right, right. He mentored me. He believed in me. And when they put me in a game, I did very well because I knew he believed in me. Right. So the importance of having a mentor is someone that is going to remind you, like, hey, look, you're on step seven. You're almost there. You know, you got three more steps to go. Or, hey, you know, the reason why you're feeling this way is because of this. Trust me, I've been there before. Try this. It's someone to make sure you stay on track and someone who believes in you. Right. And when you have that, you're going to need that on rough days, man. You're going to need it on rough days because... The world always has a, a strong opposite, and we happen to define opposites to be one good, one bad. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, Muhammad, they're they're just opposite of each other. Right. The sun comes up, the moon, and the sun goes down, the moon comes up. Right. You awake, you sleep, you live, you die. Right. You eat, you digest. Right. So when those bad times come in, we need someone to help us get back to the good times. And usually a mentor is a perfect example because they understand where we're coming from because they they are where we are striving to be. Right. right. And like I said, this was essentially the first episode to kind of be very raw and at the same time have people understand who you are and give them a background of who you are. And I could definitively say we haven't scratched the surface. We'll leave uh, from your childhood to your high school days to your college days yeah, to man. now. 
uh, along the line for, uh, for people to listen into. But what is one last thing that you want to communicate with the audience? Say something that, why, like, I know you mentioned why you want to make a podcast yeah. and what you want to communicate with them. But if there's one thing you want them to know about you or one thing you want them to uh, hold with them for them to tune in next week or for them to tune in whenever the next episode comes out, what is that thing? That one thing is to let you know that I'm here on earth to help humanity. I'm not here for myself. I'm not here to celebrate. I'm not here to party. I'm not here to, you know, not necessarily enjoy food, but I'm not, I'm, my main goal is to continue to upgrade my resources so I can help humanity and help them from the heart, help people who go through pain and are unaware of why their pain is being caused, why they have pimples, back pain, why they feel depressed on Monday but feel great Wednesday, depressed again Friday. Right. And these are all things that, like you said, this we'll is what I go mentioning through, up, you know, exactly. things you go through, things that we'll be bringing up, podcast to podcast to podcast. Exactly. These problems that come up weekly. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, um, I listen to a lot of podcasts and podcasts really help me. And I'm like, you know what? I think my problem is, Muhammad, is that when I get on podcasts that... Or not even on podcasts. When I do things, man, I, I strive to be perfect and everything. Right. And I lose myself. Right. You got me? I right. lose myself. But when people come in, I'm able to be myself because I'm having genuine conversations. Right. I'm having people come up with pain and right. I can feel that. I got people telling me things from the heart. I can feel that. And while I'm helping them, I'm like, I don't notice how much I help somebody until I help them and they leave a review on my website, mm -hmm. on my gym, or they text me. Or they come in crying with their family and babies. And I'm just like, wow, I did that. I helped that. I got to do this for the world, man. Right. I got to, if I die tomorrow, I have at least one episode of a podcast up. Right. Something that leaves something that I'm passionate about on this earth. So, you know, what people are going to be getting from this podcast is, you know, my idea of doing is, I'm going to bring people on for regular right. conversations. We're going to be open about these conversations. There's times where I have conversations with people, and I, nine times out of ten, when I meet somebody for the first time, they tell me, I wish somebody recorded this. Right. And these people are going to have an opportunity to com communicate and connect with you as well, just as you do in nearly all your platforms. Exactly. And what I want to do is um, bring up the things, the causes that I see in each and every day of my clients, bring those things up. And another thing I want to do is bring the clients that accomplish something. So I'm not just behind this mic seeming like I'm, I know it all because I, I don't like that. I don't like, the, I don't like talking about myself a lot. I don't like talking about these things. It's not, but, you know, I get it. I got to do it. But I would like to have my clients come on or clients that I worked with in the past. And I'm not just talking about an athlete. I'm not just, I'm talking about an athlete to a mother, to a mother and a husband, right. you know, a, a wife and husband. Um, you know, like for an example, I help uh, a kid go from pitching 70, I think it was 77, 76 miles per hour to 84 miles per hour by how? Uh, he went to all the best sports facilities in New York. He traveled an hour there and an mm -hmm. hour back. When I got him, I, I, I saw what was wrong. I saw that he had internal rotation in his knee, meaning right. his knee was pulled in. And I saw that he couldn't talk without... <sighs> 
through right. his nose. He had congestion. Right. Right. I knew he was eating something that was causing inflammation in his body that was turning his organs off, that was turning his core off, that he couldn't rotate, so he was compensating through the hit. Right. I saw that in five seconds. Right. And I told his father exactly what it was. We got him tested. Come to find out he had a dairy allergy. Like I said he did. Right. He would bleed out of his nose every day. I said, you have an inflammation. You're eating something that the immune system is attacking and your muscular system isn't happy with. You're going to be compensating. Right. As soon as you took that out of his diet, we fixed his pitching. We fixed his posture. Now, in three months, he went from throwing 76 or 77 to 84, bro, right. at 16 years old. But then I got a mother that comes in here training her. She tells me the things that she's going through with her kids and all these things that she's going through with mental situations. Right. I'm like, yo, your kids are doing something you they're they're they have I think they have celiac disease. Right. You should go get them checked for celiac disease. She was like, I don't know what celiac disease has anything to do with ADD. Right. Well, your kids can't think because they, the gut and brain connection are, are not wired the right way because mm -hmm. it's inflammation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So not everything is inflammation. You get people in here that come. I got a grown men coming here going through divorces. I got grown men coming here going through midlife crisis. Right. That are millionaires off Wall Street. Right. You got me? So Again. how do I go from that 16-year-old kid at 3 o'clock to the guy that came from Wall Street at 4 and you said there's one constant, just helping humanity. Exactly. Right. Helping them and seeing myself within each and each person I come by. Seeing myself within them. You got me? Right. Because we're all one. Right. Right? And I'm not a religious dude, bro. I'm a spiritual dude, but we're all one. When I look in your eyes and you talk, I can see what you're going through, bro. Right. And I put myself in your shoes. And I, try, and I make empathy. Empathy arrives in my body. Right. And I say... How can I care for this person today? Right. And I just feel like on that note and on the note of uh, letting everybody know that, again, we did this raw so they could really see. Really raw. They could really, raw. yeah, so they yeah. could really see who you are. And that's one. Of, that's the main reason why we did it. We didn't want to uh, come here with super fancy topics or anything like that to... And Make you was it. a little nervous before doing this, Muhammad. Yeah, just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. And I told you, I said, Mama, we're going to go on this thing and we're going to be super raw. You know why? Because people was, are raw. They, 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 raw. They, they, and one thing that uh, uh, I hear oftentimes is people can see through BS and people can hear through BS, right? And that's one of the reasons why I'm excited for this and I'm excited to continue this going and excited to pay it forward, Nate. Big time, bro. Big time. And yeah, thank you for all those that listen to this. Um, I'm super excited. I have the problem that I have in life is that I have so much information on my brain right now that um, I'm doing my best to make sure each podcast is going to be formatted correctly and be consistent as far as the topic. So you know, there, there's going to be topics about nutrition. There's going to be topics about um, I, I was someone who suffered with ADD and um, reading disorders and speaking disorders, and tell you what I how I got through that, how I got through my joint inflammation problems, relationship problems. Um, you know, um, not only relationship boyfriend girlfriend, we're friends. How to you know get out of a breakup? I've been through a bad one before, so that's what I'm looking forward to. And then, of course, we're gonna get some uh, questions and stuff like that. And Absolutely. When we get the questions, those are gonna come through. But yeah, you know, and also like organs and muscle inflammation, uh, how that affects the brain, your emotions, your body, how to improve your skin, your hair. And your nails, waking up early, the importance of that. Breathing. If you're not breathing the right way, you're going to be drinking 20 cups of coffee a day. How to set and accomplish goals. So literally how to reestablish your habits and understand why you have your habit system the way you do. And get into helping you improve your confidence. 
right? And how to and how to find your dream and your desire, and um, the best way to invest your money. In exactly. And just to keep it short, we're gonna be tackling just about everything. Right? <laughs> everything. Just about I'm trying everything. to give them my yeah, idea right just now. Just about everything. And I want them to go until they get what's going down. Exactly. Yes. And 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 like Nate said in the show notes and uh, wherever you're listening to this to. We will have a way for you guys to communicate to us your questions, your concerns, or anything like that that we will bring up on the podcast and we will communicate back to you guys. Yeah, so thank big you time. guys for listening. So, yep, yep. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in. And this is a start of something that's going to gonna be great, man. Absolutely. It's be, gonna great. be great. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in.